you're looking for a program that's on target for Christians in the workplace, you're in the right spot. Hi, I'm Julie Bastide, inviting you to keep listening to The Christian Working Woman, featuring Mary Lohman. Each week at this time, Mary shares some insights on how God's principles apply to every issue you face on your job. Mary, today's topic sounds maybe a bit off-putting. Dying for lack of discipline? I know, Julie. It really does. And honestly, I hesitated to even talk about this topic. It's not, you know, warm and fuzzy for sure. Furthermore, I hate discipline, but I love its fruits. Putting discipline into my life is no fun. I'd much rather do what I feel like doing when I feel like doing it. But I've lived enough years to know that the fruits of discipline are really very delicious. So even though it sounds a bit foreboding, I'm absolutely confident it's a truth from God's Word that can truly set us free. Mm. Well, then we'll buckle our seatbelts and hear what you have to say about discipline. Thanks, Julie. And even though the topic of discipline is one of those non-emotional topics that doesn't bring tears to anyone's eyes or generate a great deal of response, it's so essential to our lives in so many ways. To ignore the need for discipline in our lives is to invite disaster. Proverbs says, fools despise wisdom and discipline, and he who ignores discipline comes to poverty and shame. It also tells us that a person who ignores discipline despises herself or himself and that a person can die from lack of discipline. But we are told in Proverbs 6.23 that the corrections of discipline are the way to life. The book of Proverbs is an excellent book to guide us in the necessary disciplines for a fruitful life. In the first chapter, verse 2, we see that the whole book of Proverbs was written for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life. So how about you? Does discipline come easy or hard for you? Maybe it's easy in some places and hard in others. That's what I find in my life. I've got some disciplines going pretty good, but other disciplines go lacking. I've noticed that I often miss the mark on what we call some small areas where I need to be more disciplined. But you know, they're not really small to God because when I refuse to be disciplined, even in small areas, it is in fact a rebellion against God, against his control in those areas of my life. So I can find myself rationalizing, well, I'm really a very disciplined person in the important areas. These are just little nits that don't amount to anything. Or the rationalization which says, look, you're so disciplined in most areas of your life, you deserve some time off for good behavior. You've earned your right to be undisciplined here in these little things. But you know that lack of discipline is not just a little shortcoming on my part. Lack of discipline is sin. James tells us that anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. So let's call that lack of discipline what it is, even in those small areas, it is sin. That way we get God's view of the situation, and we're more likely to get serious about putting necessary disciplines in our lives. Let's talk about some typical areas where discipline is often lacking. First, there's procrastination, putting off to a later time what we could and should do right now. Funny how we can find all the energy we need to do things we like to do, but just are too exhausted or too busy to get to those more unpleasant things. So we procrastinate. Can you relate to that? Here's a motto I strongly encourage you to adopt. Do it right and do it now. 
That's a totally biblical principle. We're told in Ecclesiastes that whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. And Jesus warned his disciples that as long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. Do it right and do it now. If that's a discipline lacking in your life, then you're wasting your talents and your goals are unfulfilled and your plans and programs never get off the ground because you keep procrastinating. It is truly a deadly bad habit. So where have you been procrastinating lately? Why don't you do it right and do it now and get it off your mind? You'd be surprised how much those procrastinations are just rattling around in your brain, gumming up the works, slowing down the thinking processes, and just keeping you from being optimally effective. Clear the mind. Do those things you know you should do. Whether they're little ones or giant ones, they begin with the first step. And if you're like me, I'm okay once I make that first step. But oh my, it can be so difficult to make that first step sometimes. Another area where our discipline can be lacking is that of being faithful, doing what you said you'd do. Do you know people who glibly offer to help or promise to do something, but they have a tendency to let those things slide and forget about them or maybe change their mind later? If you think about it, they've developed a reputation for being unfaithful, untrustworthy, undependable. Whether it's in business or your own personal life, that's a very bad reputation to have. And it's not just a little quirk in your personality. It really is a sin. Paul told the Corinthians that now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. So it's not an option for us Christians. We should be faithful, dependable people. It's a requirement. Aren't you glad God is faithful to you? Aren't you glad you don't have to worry if he's going to be faithful today like he was yesterday? Great is the faithfulness of our God, and that should be a characteristic of those who are his children. It may be something as small as returning a phone call or getting to work on time or sending an email as you promised, but you need to be faithful in everything. And the little things are equally as important as the big ones. You have to acknowledge God in all your ways, even the most minute ones. In fact, I've discovered that people who are not faithful in little areas are usually not too faithful in big ones either. You set a pattern with those little things that follow through to the others. There's a theory in criminology, which is proven to be true, called the broken windows theory, which states that visible signs of crime or civil disorder, such as broken windows, create an environment that promotes more crime and disorder. So if you put a stop to the small crimes, it leads to less crime in general. So maybe you need a broken windows theology to start working on being faithful in the little things and see how that carries through to the more significant ones. Those little things are not insignificant to God. Failing to discipline yourself to be faithful is deadly. It could ruin a career and destroy a friendship and damage your good name. I've seen that many of us lack discipline in our eating habits and how we care for our bodies. And this is no small matter with God either. Your body houses the blessed Holy Spirit if you're born from above, and that house should be as fit as possible, right? Yet how few of us really treat our bodies as carefully as we should so that we provide a house for the Holy Spirit, which works 
at Optimum. Remember, you're going to be held accountable for all the resources that God has given to you. I've been given a good, healthy body and a pretty good mind, but if I've failed to maintain that body so that it runs on all cylinders, God's going to hold me accountable for my use of that resource. It's just important to keep remembering that as Christ followers, we don't belong to ourselves. We've been bought by Christ, and we belong to Him. Your body is not yours to do with as you please. We are bondservants of Jesus Christ, and our bodies belong to our Master. Quite literally, many people are dying for lack of discipline in this area, shortening their lives, wasting available energy, losing their mental capacity because they are undisciplined in their eating habits and exercise. Another discipline that's often sadly lacking is the discipline of spending quality and quantity time with God each day. It's that wrong thinking that tells you your life is so full that you can't possibly put another hour into the schedule. Seems like some Christians think if they spend five or ten minutes a day reading their Bible and praying, they've checked that off the list and that's all they need. My friends, this discipline is so very needed in your life, and it is discipline. While we are not under law, and God will not forsake us if we don't spend daily time with Him, nonetheless, we need that time to be able to live the way He wants us to. We need that time to develop a close relationship with Jesus and get to know God better. It is precious time, but it does take discipline. It is pushing your feet out of the bed and putting them on the floor, regardless of how you feel. Elizabeth Elliot wrote, We make a huge joke about our self-indulgence and treat with amusement our failure to pull ourselves out of bed early enough to get to work without a hectic rush. Well, it's no joking matter. Spending consistent quality time with God so that we're filled up with Him before our day begins, I think it's the most important priority for our lives as Christ followers. And it requires discipline, yes, but it's the most rewarding discipline you will ever establish. You know, discipline can be learned, and the way you learn it is simply to say yes to God and no to yourself. Discipline must be exercised in spite of your feelings. Have you ever wondered what Jesus meant when he said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me? Jesus doesn't mince words, does he? Look at what he says. If you want to be my disciple, this is required. I want to be Jesus' disciple, right? And you do as well, I'm sure. So we must deny ourselves. Isn't that what discipline is all about? Denying ourselves something we want at the moment in order to do what we know we should do and thereby reap the great benefits that come as a result. And Jesus said this is a daily requirement if you want to be his disciple. Now, to me, that seems pretty clear. You and I, as disciples of Jesus Christ, must be willing to be disciplined every day to be the kind of disciple that Jesus is looking for, a disciple that pleases Jesus. Jesus also said in John 13, 17, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Most of us have large amounts of knowledge. We have ideas and plans. We have lots of good intentions. But the blessing comes by doing. And the doing, it takes some discipline. 
You are blessed not by what you know, not by your intentions, not by what you plan, but by what you do. And you do things when you are disciplined. Paul wrote to Timothy that he should discipline himself for the purpose of godliness. Sometimes we think of godly people as people who are like, you know, angelic, otherworldly beings, not like us, not of this earth. But my friends, godly people are people who have put consistent disciplines into their lives and simply stuck to it. Godliness is for all of us, not just for our favored few. God intends that all his children should live godly lives. But without discipline in our lives, in these and other areas that I've talked about today, godliness will not be our trademark. So where is your discipline week? In what areas are you dying for lack of discipline? Remember, he who ignores discipline despises himself. You do yourself great harm every day you refuse to put those needed disciplines in your life. So I pray you'll get them going this very day. You will be blessed when you do. I promise you, as unsavory as the word discipline may sound, it is one of the smartest, best gifts you'll ever give yourself when you decide by God's grace to become a truly disciplined person. Well, discipline may not be our favorite topic, but Mary, as you told us, the corrections of discipline are the way to life. Thanks for these practical reminders. Well, we've got a couple of events beginning in September that I want to call to your attention. Our Zoom Bible study begins on Tuesday, September 12th at 7 p.m. We'll be studying the Psalms, such a great place to learn to connect with God our Father. We'll be studying Psalms of praise and laments and meaningful worship. We'll also have our monthly Zoom get-together with Sherry Harney on Saturday, September 16th. She'll talk about how to be organic disciples, how to grow spiritually and naturally share Jesus. So for both of these events, to find out more and to register, please visit our website, christianworkingwoman.org. We are so glad to connect with you today, and please join us again next week for The Christian Working Woman. Mm-hmm.